0: This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Feeling overwhelmed? Been a while since you left the office on time? Too busy to do things you need to do because you're busy doing things other people could and by rights should be doing? You already know you need to delegate, don't you? But maybe you don't think you have the time to train someone up, so you just do the task yourself. Or maybe you don't trust anyone. I mean, you'll just have to redo it later anyway, right? Could it be that you're afraid people won't like you if you delegate to them? If you're listening to this show, it is clear that you find value in developing as a leader. And as a leader, it's your role to align your staff towards the mission of the group. And you know that in order to do that, you need to split up the work of the group in the best way possible, even if doing that is not easy. Today, we're gonna be talking about overcoming the dread of delegating. You see, delegating is a critical skill that you need to feel at ease with as a leader. If you find yourself dreading delegating tasks, you're probably wrestling in your own mind every single day. And I will tell you, I have talked to many leaders about the subject of burnout. Uh, I've actually did a whole episode on burnout in the past. And when I start talking to leaders that are facing this burnout and I start asking them about their tasks or show me your calendar, I come up with things almost 100% of the time that they're doing that they shouldn't be doing. And why is that? They dread the task of delegating. And there's various reasons as to why leaders don't want to delegate. I've come up with four questions that you are probably asking yourself as well as the answers to get you on your way to having the proper mindset regarding the value of delegating. And I'm gonna share these four questions that are most likely in your mind if you are a leader that has a hard time delegating. You're that person that it just almost pains you to give up uh, a task uh, or you're beating yourself up. You're having this wrestling match in your mind on delegation. So here's the four questions. Question one, isn't it quicker if I just do it myself? A lot of us... We'll ask ourselves that question and we'll refuse to delegate because in our mind, man, by the time I tell them how to do all this, by the time I do this, by the time I do that, I could have just done it quicker myself. Here's the simple answer, no. No is the answer to that question, isn't it quicker to do it myself? Time spent coaching your team is time well spent, and it will free you up in the longer term to tackle the demands of your leadership role. So in short, could it take you more time now? Yes, but again, we're looking as a leader at the body of work that we're tasked to do, not just living in a day-tight compartment, but we have to see this thing as a journey. So yes, it may cause you some immediate time now, but the time that it's gonna save you over the long haul will pale in comparison. You're soon going to get bogged down with jobs that could and should be done by others, meaning you're going to lose your effectiveness if you don't start training other people and equipping other people to do the work. Not to mention, we are, in essence, as leaders here to teach people how to fish, aren't we? That is what empowerment is. That is what development is, is making people better than when you got them, teaching them new skills, Uh, developing them, training, coaching, guiding. That's what we're doing. And guess what? Yes, it does take time. But guess what? That's the essence of leadership. And not only helping your people, but in the long run, you're helping yourself. So isn't it quicker to do it myself? No. Question number two, what will they think of me? This is something leaders ask all the time. If I delegate this task out to them, I wonder what they're going to think about that. It's almost like the leader is saying, who do I think I am telling others what to do? Well, newsflash, you're the boss. That's kind of what you do is you give assignments, you give projects, you give direction. Why? Because you have the answers to some of the biggest challenges. You see project management differently. And guess what? You're now a coach. You can't play all the positions on the field. You have to stay in the dugout and you have to see the vision of every player and the part that they play and things that have to be done. Delegating allows others to develop themselves and gain very valuable experience. Leaders that dread delegating often feel like they're putting someone out or that they're being a tyrant, they're being overbearing. However, these same leaders never felt that way when their bosses delegated to them. So think about that leader that hates to delegate to other people? Do you hate it when your boss delegates to you? You probably don't see it that way. You have a perspective that when my boss delegates something to me, you see it as an opportunity. Why are you putting words in other people's mouth as far as they're going to be put off or they're going to be upset or whatever it might be? You might be making this up in your own mind. It's important to understand as a leader that the majority of people expect delegation from their boss. That's kind of the essence of that working relationship. Sure, they're not always going to like it. Sure, they may give you resistance to help lighten their own load. I mean, look, it's no different in being a parent. You know, sometimes you give direction to your kids. They don't like it, but it's necessary. Why? Because you're the parent. They're going to resist at times. Why? To lighten their load to get out of the discomfort of whatever it is that you've asked them to do. However, delegation is expected, and not to mention, very empowering. If you think about it that way, delegation is actually a gift that you're giving your people. You're giving them opportunity. You're helping them to grow Uh, into the future leader that maybe they're even going to be. Not to mention, talk about a great model for succession planning. As you delegate tasks to other people, they're basically interviewing for future opportunities. You've got to see them take on assignments that maybe were beyond their current job description. Not only is that an opportunity for them, but it's a great way for you to witness who do you have coming in your pipeline. Your team will be looking to you for strong leadership. Now is your time to demonstrate that. As a leader, I'm going to challenge you. Work on developing your own leadership skills, including your personal vision and values, as they line up to the subject of delegation. Question number three that you might be asking yourself if you dread delegating. How do I know that the tasks are being done? You see the most important thing that will give you peace of mind is to attach the right person to the task. Because here's the reality when you delegate. You really don't know. Now look, you got to check in. there should be checkpoints along the way. There should be good uh, foundational conversations laid about the task, you know, certainty that it's going to be start well, and there should be check-ins. But the most important thing that's going to give you peace of mind as a leader, is attaching the right person to the right task. This is going to take some tact. And this is going to be you observing the talent you have on your team, identifying skills, personalities, work ethic, name it, whatever it might be, resilience, problem solving. Go down the list. You should know your people as a leader. It's going to help you assign and delegate certain tasks so that you have less worry that they're going to be done. Are they going to be done to perfection? Probably not. Are they even going to be done as good as maybe you could do it? Probably not. But you are empowering because it's freeing you up to do other things. If you don't do this well, you will become the leader that's working in the business and not on the business. And I can promise you that will be short-lived and it will create burnout. It's important that you understand your team's skills and their own developmental needs and aspirations as well as understanding what the task involves. If you have somebody on your team that has professed to you that they want to be a leader, the, the greatest gift that you can give them is some level of leadership responsibility. Because guess what? If it's not their skill set, you won't have to tell them they're not cut out for it. They're going to come to that realization by themselves. It makes for a much easier conversation. Once you know your team's skills, Then you can determine the level of support your team member might need and plan accordingly. You know, you're not going to have somebody, you know, recreate the software uh, in your operating system if they don't even know how to turn on a computer. You get my point. That's an extreme example. But make sure that you are setting people up, getting the right people in the right places. Otherwise, not only does the task not get done, but you deflate that employee. Make sure that you're available as you delegate these tasks. You got to be available for support, some guidance, some encouragement, uh, but encourage them to be a problem solver. This is when you delegate, I'm going to challenge you to take a coaching approach rather than a directive approach. The directive approach is great in times of crisis, but it's not great in times of delegation. Take this coaching approach when you delegate. I'm here on the sidelines. I'm cheering you on. I'm going to give you high support. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to guide you. But man, you've got to score the touchdown. I can't score it for you. Doing it for them, it's not helping them. Great leaders help their people fail forward. Is it going to fail? There's a high likelihood it might There's going to be setbacks. There's going to be bumps. That's all part of the learning curve. But what you're doing as a leader by being the coach instead of the director is you're allowing them to fail forward. You're going to pick them up when they fall, and you're going to keep pushing them across the finish line. You can do this well by building in check-in milestones to keep your eyes on progress, this is not only going to help you keep your sanity from, is it going to be done right? But it's it will also allow you to make greater deposits into that employee. Hey, last week we checked in. By this time, we said that we would be here. You would go talk to this person, that person, bring that feedback. How's that going? You didn't do all those tasks for them. You gave some direction and support. Now we're assessing how did that go? So be a coach, not a director, and that will help Uh, you release some of this and ensure that at least you have a pulse on it and it won't get too far broken so much that you can't fix it. And then question four, what if my team is so busy and they just can't handle anymore? Last I checked, so are you. Aren't you so busy? You are busy as a leader as well, aren't you? And so sometimes we have leaders that say, I don't want to give them any more. I just feel like they're too busy. Now, it's up to you to assess that. But I can tell you this. Everybody has to take on some of the load, especially now in the uh, economic conditions that we're in, people being furloughed, laid off. Sometimes the mission doesn't stop. The workload is just as great as it once was with less people. And guess what else? You'll be even busier If you don't delegate, encourage everyone to look at how they're spending their time and how effective that really is. You know, I always say on this podcast, there's a difference in being busy and being productive. Now is the time as a leader, you've got to make sure people are being productive. There's one thing for you to think they're busy and to know that they're busy. Don't think they're busy just by thinking you're going to put them out or they're going to be bent out of shape because you're giving them more. You have to assess what busy looks like. Just because they say they're busy, busy doing what? Or I like to say this when somebody tells me they're busy. Compared to who? Compared to what? It's your job as the leader to bring some perspective into what the definition of busy is or should be. You can do this by taking a look at current processes and practices. You should always be asking yourself as a leader, what can be changed what can we modify to drive efficiency just because things have always been done that way in the past doesn't mean they need to continue that way in the future where can you innovate as a team take time to understand the emotional temperature of your team because sometimes people are going to tell you they're busy just because they don't want to have more work not because they're really busy how motivated And enthusiastic are they? And what might you need to do to reignite their passion for what they do? Because this might not be a busyness factor at all. It might be a motivation factor. It may be a passion factor. It could be that busy is not the issue, but engagement is the issue. Sometimes people, though, they are in all reality very busy. And if that is the case, you may need to look at adding people, Because I can promise you, the answer is not, you're taking on more. If you can, great. But if it's causing you to never delegate tasks, it's not only bad for productivity, but it's bad for development. You have to create space for delegation. On the same note, it's important to save people from themselves. There's always that one employee that will never say no to you. It's your job as a leader not to take advantage of that. At some point, everybody is going to reach a point of diminishing return. You probably have that person on your team that no matter what you would ask them to do, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, got it. Not only am I going to do it, I'm going to do it better than anybody ever has. Meanwhile, they're dying inside. You're causing them burnout and you're taking advantage of it because you as a leader don't have the boldness to delegate to anybody else because they're busy, because they don't have time. Well, all of a sudden this, this one does, and so you bury them in work. You've got to safeguard that. Once you determine who you're going to be delegating to, and after you've given them the task— There are two great questions that will build a very strong foundation of task completion that will help you greatly. Two very simple things, a very simple strategy that's going to ensure that you're building a foundation once you delegate the task. Here they are. The first thing that you're going to ask somebody after you give them the mission, what is your understanding of the task? And shut up. Don't say another word. At this point, what you're assessing is, did they hear what I said? Is there clarity in what the mission is? The second question that you're going to ask them, what will be your first three next steps? I love this question. Here's why that's so important. Again, you're coaching, not directing. You don't have to tell them everything. I like the saying this you got to get around great people and get out of their way. Now, what you are doing instead of directing, though, you're coaching and you're probing with this second question. You're saying, what will be your first three next steps? Now, we're provoking thought. We're not thinking for them. We're going to have them give us the plan. Now, if you feel like the plan uh, that they're giving you could be a colossal failure, help provoke thought. Again, stay away from directive. But if you've picked the right person, most likely they're going to be really close to those first three things they need to do to get this project underway and build a great foundation. This not only ensures clarity, but it, it also ensures that they're going to, at minimum, start to task right. Now you add in the check-in points. How are you doing? How can I help? Hey, nice progress. Nice job. What's your next three steps? then you check in again. What's your next three steps? So that's a coach. That's not a director. Know the difference between the two. So there's the answers to the four questions that you're probably wrestling with in your mind as it relates to delegating. Your goal as a leader is to have a team that welcomes delegated tasks. This makes them better contributors. Many leaders find this to be the most freeing way to being better delegators. They see the value in delegating, not just for them, but for their people. It's kind of like disciplining a kid, right? Man, I, I don't want to do this, but I know it's going to make you better. I know it's going to make you a better human being. And, and your, my job as your dad is to make sure that you are a productive member of society. So this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. Delegating is not just about freeing up your time as a leader, it's about empowering and developing. If you're not doing it, you are not reaching leadership effectiveness. Make it happen. When the process yields two-way success, your organization will be much better positioned to manage high workload situations. Make delegation a welcome tool in your arsenal and raise the level of production for you and your staff. As always, appreciate you all joining today. Don't forget to go to thechampionforum.com forward slash groups to get registered for our virtual leadership development groups. And until next time, always remember, you all have been set up to be champions in this life. The Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win.